When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. boys are back, back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception, Reception, the show. As we head into Thursday Night Football, as we head into now week number two, Gosh, week one just went by so quick, man. It was like a blur. It was a blur, Matt. It was crazy. But now we are going into week number two. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some deep sleepers. Is that cool? Yes, especially I want to talk about the guy that you you mentioned here. That you're going to mention. Okay. Yeah, I, I have a deep sleeper for everybody out there. How about Kyle Phillips, slot man in Tennessee. Um, take it on the Buffalo Bills. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, God, the Buffalo Bills. I don't, I mean, it's like, I, you want to play Kyle Phillips? <laughs> Again, deep sleeper, Kyle Phillips. But right. let me just, from a, from a general standpoint, let me just say this. Much like we saw in week one for the Rams, where the Rams had to check down to a slot receiver in Cooper Cup, uh, a safety blanket, if you will, uh, in Cooper Cup. And obviously, I'm not saying these two guys are, you know, in the same stratosphere. They're not. I'm just saying strategically. <laughs> good good, to, good like, to note. Golly, let me, yeah, let me go ahead and just clarify. People are going to be like, oh, this guy's comparing Kyle Phillips to Cooper Cup. Like, no, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying strategically, if you want to keep Buffalo off of you, um, you're going to have to find some safety blankets. You're going to have to find some check downs, those kind of things. Kyle Phillips, to me, Matt, looks a little bit like a safety bl- blanket already for Ryan Tannehill. This dude only played on 43% of the steps, only ran 20 routes, and yet saw nine targets on those 20 routes, man. Like, so I don't know. To me, it seems like they've already got a pretty good chemistry going uh, between Ryan Tannehill and Kyle Phillips. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested uh, in terms of Kyle Phillips being kind of a, a deep sleeper for folks out there. Look, you're right. He earned he earned that playing time all through the offseason. Like during the right. great, you know, Traylon Burks wars of of you know fantasy Twitter in the offseason. Like the most important story coming out of Titans camp is not like Traylon Burks and where he's playing and blah 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 blah. And people getting upset about that. It's like the fact that Kyle Phillips consistently through all these stories is running with the first team and is going to have a lot of uh, a lot of playing time. And that was true right away in week one, week one. Like you mentioned, he was right there with like Nick Westbrook Aquina in terms of routes run. He was right there. He was right at the top in terms of targets. And I'm with you, man. I'm not like <laughs> I'm certainly not gassed up about the Titans offense going against Bill's defense. Like not not at all. All the Titans and, and Bills have had some good good matches uh, in they the have. last few years. Surprising, um, too. Surprisingly, yeah, and, and like the yeah. Titans' defense, 
I know they ended up giving it up to the Giants a couple of times. Saquon Barkley, though. Jeez, good God. He just went, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> my dude's back. Yeah, he's, he's back. back. He's back. He, he oh, led all God. running backs in yards after contact per rush attempt in week one. No surprise there if you watched him. Which, by the way, it's actually like not really the book on Saquon Barkley, right? He's more of a – like he's a, a slasher and all that type of stuff. He's, he's more of like a – uh, a, like a big play runner, like, you know, one, two, one, two, one, two, 50 yard run, stuff like that. He, he, yeah. uh, he did have an explosive run, but he was just breaking tackles all day, man. He was awesome. Uh, anyway, so I, 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 I know they gave it up to Barkley in week one. They gave it up to a few giants, but like th- this defense is pretty good. I think the problem is, man, I, you know, Tennessee's offensive line, I think is a, is a declining unit. Um, and, and I think they're just going to get their ass kicked uh, by Buffalo up front, just like much like the Rams got their ass kicked in week one. But that could lead to a bunch of dump off targets to Kyle Phillips, who, by the way, like is yes. legit good. Like if you go back and r- look at his reception perception on the site from uh, the rookie roundup article where it was a bunch of guys in there, you know, 85.3% success rate versus zone coverage as a slot receiver. That's really good. Yep. 92% success rate on the flat route, 81.5% success rate on the slant route. Like, Dude, you're going to be catching them little, you know, those little pop gun routes all year long in Tennessee, man. And then definitely in this game, I, I agree with you. You could catch like he could certainly catch eight balls for. Yeah, it's going to be like one of those disgusting PPR lines. But it, yeah, it can get you there. Yeah, man. Like I could see him catching, you know, six to seven balls for like. 50 yards or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't watch uh, it but just just look yeah. at the points at the end of the day just yeah the exactly so no that's uh so i don't know like i'm 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 intrigued anyways um it's he's one of those players where in fantasy football if you're just kind of looking to kind of round out your flex or or maybe you need a bye week guy i would just highly recommend go go just go pick up kyle phillips if you want to put him on the bench for week two that's fine i'm, I'm down with yeah. that too uh, but just see what his usage looks like because I think after week one, I think he's earned himself a bigger role in this offense. I and agree. I and dude, listen, it's not like they're like invested in Nick Westbrook Kine. You know what I mean? Like I could easily see him taking all of Nick Westbrook Kine snaps easily. I think for Phillips to get on the field, he kind of has to start taking snaps away from Robert Woods, which, by the way, also isn't like totally impossible. They traded like a day three draft pick for Robert Woods. He's a veteran guy. But um, I do think there's a chance like if the Titans season goes south, like they might start playing a lot of these rookies like Traylon Burks is going to play more as the season goes on. Um, They might play your guy Malik Willis at some point, like if if the season really goes south. And by the way, then just forget it with all of these fantasy receivers. Like, (laughs) just play Malik Willis and log out. But as long as Ryan Tannehill's in there, I do think Kyle Phillips makes for like a a deep PPR flex play. Uh, Also, just again, I I I think he is good. By the way, again, I just want to say again, I think he is good. Like in the dynasty format, I I he is the biggest riser in the dynasty ranks uh, coming out of the like the last couple of weeks here. I bumped Hell him yeah. like from, you know what, you know, and he, after the draft, he was like wide receiver 90 something. Now he's like in the sixties. <laughs> Anytime a, a guy from UCLA or, or one of these UC schools can get some love. I'm, I'm with it, man. I'm with, but, but by the way, I disagree on the Malik Willis. You know, I love me some Malik. Will. I love Malik Willis, man. I, yeah. I'm, I am so intrigued. Uh, I want to see him uncork some balls, man. Holy hell. Let's go. <laughs> The pride, the pride of the pride of that other school in Lynchburg, Virginia. Yeah, the pride of that other that that other school in Lynchburg, Virginia. Oh, there you go. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, hit me with a deep sleeper, dude. What you got? Oh, dude, I'm just going to double down on Curtis Samuel. I, I mean, I know he might not be there like a go. deep sleeper anymore, but I, I think he, I wanted to talk about him because he's the other guy that I charted this uh, just yesterday. So oh, hell no yeah. shock, right? I had to, had to get it done. <laughs> um, dude, there you go. what you got? Washington, Washington's offense is so fun. I, I there's like. You know that uh, the the scene in um, Arrested Development where what's one guy says like there are dozens of us right uh, about uh, have you ever watched that show? I have not, my friend. Oh, so well this 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 hopefully this to, landed on. You know, you know, you know what's funny? Let me let me just say something. I feel like I feel like Arrested Development doesn't hit with ethnic people. I don't know. I'm just saying. Fair enough. Uh, also, just, by the way, I, I think let me just be clear from from the white perspective. I yes. think it's uh, I think it's um, I think it's an overrated show. Like I never thought it was that funny, but uh, oh, okay. I, I thought I thought this joke made sense in this moment. <laughs> okay, go. And it didn't. It, well, it didn't land. Anyways, point. point <laughs> I never watched there, the show. <laughs> someone who's listening has watched the show and knows the scene I'm talking about. When uh, okay, good. He yes. says he says there like it's a, the never mind. Whatever, but okay. like there are dozens of us. There's there's a small group of like football freaks who are big Scott Turner fans, uh-huh. and there are dozens of us, and I'm in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Washington offensive coordinator Scott Turner. Uh, it's like me, Robert Mays, and like uh, one a couple like five other people are big That's big so Scott funny. Turner heads. Um, and like you, dude, you just watch that week one Washington offense. So fun. They're they're calling like some cool stuff. They're calling some stuff for Curtis Samuel, like um, where he comes in like chips the incoming rusher. Gets out in the flat route, is wide open against zone coverage. Although I'll shout out Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick, who everybody clowned on. They did it was awesome, awesome in that game. Um, he sniffed out that one Curtis Samuel play that I tweeted out. I, I gave him credit for that one, but dude, Samuel in the in this sample, um, he he was great. He lined up in the backfield on uh, lined up in the backfield of the slot on seventy nine percent of his sampled snaps. He had an eighty percent success rate versus zone coverage. Like, dude. Curtis Samuel can ball, man. He's really good. And like, he's got this great role in this Washington offense. And I know Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz, but you just look, I'm telling you, go watch like a, if you hate yourself, go watch like a week 12, (laughs) 2021 Washington football team game with like Taylor Heineke and Terry McLaurin and the preseason boys at wide receiver. And now you're looking at like Wentz, McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, who's awesome. Curtis Samuel, who's really good. Like, and Wentz, for whatever you think about him, dude, he's at the trigger point of like a really, really good offense. And I'm just saying, Curtis Samuel, like, I kind of think he's a guy you can, you can, is going to be in flex consideration every week. And so is Jahan Dotson, too. I think these guys are really good. So Samuel is back. Jahan Dotson is like an every week wide receiver for Washington football is back. I won't call him the commanders because it's just too lame, but um, Washington football is back, baby. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let me, let me just. I don't, let me just try to cool you off just for one second here. Okay? <laughs> please do. Please do. Because, uh, please, I would love you to. I, I, at least try to add a contrarian voice to this because um, I love what Curtis Samuel did. And I'm happy for him too, man, after losing an entire season 
um, which is just tough. You know what I mean? Um, so it's great to see him back. It's great to see him healthy. And, and again, when these guys, these guys who can do different things are utilized in that, in that way, I love seeing that. Um, so definitely hat tip uh, to Turner uh, for trying to get him involved in all these different ways, which is cool. Okay. Now that being said, Terry McLaurin had kind of an off game. He only had four four targets in this in this ball game. Eleven targets for Curtis Samuel. Eight targets for Antonio Gibson. I kind of sort of feel like, um, at least from like a production standpoint, that couldn't this go to any one of these three receivers any given week? Like Curtis, it, this could have been a great Curtis Samuel week, and then I would not be surprised if in week two he doesn't really see that much, you know, uh, target share or area share or whatever it might be from a volume perspective. Maybe next week is maybe week two is a Terry McLaurin game. Maybe week two is yeah. yet another, uh, you know, Jahan Dotson game. I don't know. I'd also point out too, that, uh, Lynchburg, Virginia's finest Logan Thomas is also out there. And like, he came back pretty early from a serious injury. So like, by the way, just another really talented guy on this offense. I think that the fluky thing in there is Antonio Gibson's eight targets. Like, and yeah. again, credit credit to Young Turner, man. Like, he got a great like deep route out of Antonio Gibson, a great design play, a few times getting him the ball in space. But like, I think that these guys like Samuel, I think that these guys like Dotson. You're right; it's not going to be every single week. Like, right? Dotson had a great game too. He caught two touchdowns, Did. and they were they were awesome touchdowns too. Those guys are going to pop off like week to like week by week. But James, they're playing the Lions this week. Like you can get, <laughs> this is one of the weeks where you can give it a shot with these guys because they're playing the Lions. Um, Tara McLaurin led the team in air yards with uh, over eighty. So um, you know, again, we're talking about air yards per target, over twenty air yards per target too. So not a ton of like you know high percentage throws, but should be noted like if he had caught one of those splash plays it's different narrative i think um with what how people kind of feel about curtis samuel versus terry mclaurin versus Jahan dotson you know what i'm saying so um just from a talent perspective matt it's it's a weird i don't want to say weird but it, it's a cool team because antonio gibson is a former wide receiver so he's got you know a, a multi-skill set terry mclaurin obviously as we know we you and i both love terry mclaurin but Curtis Samuel, also a guy that can be utilized all over the, the football yeah. field. Logan Thomas, a former quarterback, then turned tight end. So he's got multiple skills. It's interesting, right? Like in terms of this Washington offense, like how diverse of a skill set they have on offense. And they it sounds like they think Brian Robinson is going to be back in like week five, and you know, yeah. which is great for him after getting literally shot. Uh crazy. Like that's crazy that he could be back so fast. But like he brings a dimension as a grinder, you know, like yeah. a but he's like Thumper. Antonio Gibson's not that back, but Brian Robinson's no. that back. So uh, I definitely think that Gibson, by the way, in fantasy could be a guy that you ride for like the next three weeks and then you just try to sell immediately as soon as brian robinson gets back like uh, you know that, that he could be that type of guy for like a zero rb team or something like that but yeah man this offense has got a lot of skills and i do think that Jahan dotson and curtis samuel can kind of interchange in that slot flanker role and there's just a lot of ways for for wentz to make us all pay when he eventually screws it up but uh yeah <laughs> i'm excited about curtis wow. samuel. I'll, I'll give no a, faith I, no faith in Wentz. no nah. No, no, I think he's okay. good enough to get these guys fantasy numbers, but I don't think he's good enough to like really get these guys where they need to go. I'll give you a couple more deep sleepers before we get out of All here right. too. KJ Hamler, I'll mention him. He he got pretty decent burn as the uh, as the the clear cut speed slot receiver for the Denver Broncos. If, if there's one thing I said about Cortland Sutton, right, like 
not getting a lot of separation deep down the field, especially, you know, Jerry Judy also not getting a ton of separation down the field. I think he's still more of like a, um, I, I think he's still, still more like in the short to intermediate areas, you know, and, yep. but KJ Hamler, like he can burn and he looked pretty good out there. Ran around on 64% of Russell Wilson's dropbacks, you know, running against the Houston Texans defense. I'd take a shot on KJ Hamler if you're desperate. Not bad. Uh, and this one's kind of like a, you got to hold your nose and try not to puke. But Christian Watson, uh, I don't hate Christian Watson as like a super. I mean, you really have to be like, but if you have to play Christian Watson, you're either in a super deep league or your team is absolutely <laughs> screwed. <laughs> but I, I think okay. it was encouraging that Christian Watson ran so many routes. Like, even though Aaron Rodgers. I mean, looked right at the sideline. Like I, I told you he. I told you this is what was going to happen, right? As soon as oh Christian Watson God. dropped that deep touchdown on the first play from first pass of the season, <laughs> I, it, it was encouraging that they that he still got out there. And like I think that when Alan Lazard probably gets back this week, like they need to marginalize like the dusty veterans like Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, not like. Christian Watson, who for all of his flaws can at least burn, you know, can yeah. can make plays in the open field. I compared him like a poor man's Martavis Bryant. I would like to see him in that role going forward. So it, Aaron Rodgers probably going to drop a hammer on the Bears just when everybody's like starting to doubt the Packers. Christian Watson might get it on that on that hammer dropping fest. Well, yeah, because the Bears defense stinks. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, not great. Yeah, they're not playing in a monsoon this week. <laughs> I know against against essentially a rookie quarterback, right? Like, no, <laughs> they're playing a team in, in, in the Packers against a quarterback that absolutely owns, absolutely owns Chicago. So, no, you're right. Aaron Rodgers probably going to get back on track um, big time. Another team that I think could potentially get back on track, uh, the L.A. Rams, you know, playing at home, uh, taking on Atlanta. Atlanta's given up tons of production everywhere. Their defense is uh, a work in progress. Yeah, that's one they, thing. They've to got, say. yeah, I know. They've got some good pieces, uh, but overall, you know, I, I think they're just going to get absolutely smoked. And, and I think our guy, Allen Robinson, get, gets back on track, no? I think I think so. I think I'll probably view him as like a boom bust wide receiver, low end two, high end three uh, this week. I, you just want to kind of see it first, obviously, but I do think he gets back on track. You know, his his RP review from week one is already live on the site. There you go. Um, I'm hoping all these other ones are live up there, but yeah, I, I, I Robbins is up there. Folks can already check that out. Uh, yeah, man. One last uh, bounce back player that I want to talk about was uh, Devonte Smith. I, I know we've uh, done a lot of hand wringing uh, yeah. on Devonte Smith, but you know, there's been so you said much... you say you say we you you okay, have me, me, done me. A lot. yeah yeah because I, I had drafted him in like <laughs> that's your fault. I know that's because <laughs> I like my... Devonte Smith, but that's but that's your fault. <laughs> that's because in my league of record, uh, a, a very large uh, money league, uh, <laughs> I drafted Devonte Smith, uh, thinking again that uh, you can't just throw it to one guy, and apparently you can't just throw it to one guy. <clears throat> but I... <laughs> when that one guy's AJ Brown, you can throw it to yes. this one guy. Uh, but there's been a lot of talk. Um, with the coaching staff, Sirianni, uh, with uh, the quarterback, Jalen Hurts, about getting Devontae Smith more involved, that they can't possibly ignore Devontae Smith like this. I wonder if yeah, there's a little bit more um, you know, balance to the offense against Minnesota, who, again, I've highlighted, I don't think they have very good secondary play, uh, and I do think they're going to get exposed um, against A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith this week. So I think a little bit of bounce back there. 
That's a good call. I mean, uh, for that Christian Watson thing, I just talked about the reason that Rodgers was so pissed was because Christian Watson absolutely toasted old man Patrick Peterson. And um, that should be the guy that probably covers Devontae Smith the most on on that right side of the field. So keep an eye on that. All right, so there you go. Um, Another good show in the books. If you guys would do us a big, huge favor, man, like and subscribe. Um, Dude, just rate the podcast, man. Like, that would do us a huge solid. And obviously, if you guys follow Matt, uh, you love his work, man. Support him as much as you can. Uh, Go to his YouTube page as well. Got a ton of clips and stuff up there. Um, It's a good view, man. Like, if you just want to burn a couple of hours just, you know, watching all these clips, go for it. But uh, Matt's YouTube page is... And if you're not subscribed uh, to the site, what what the hell are you doing? You know, subscribe (laughs) to the reception reception site. I'm talking about all this in-season charting I'm doing. I know. Let's go, man. I think I I think I'm going to have something up on Drake London by the weekend. I'm really encouraged. So We've got in-season charting. We've got Alex Gelhar back in the fold writing just heaters for the website right now. Man, the site is absolutely on fire. It's great, man. Um, And we promise the folks out there that season number two of Reception Perception as a standalone site would go to the next level. We're going to the next level right here, right now. All right, so there you go. For Matt Harmon, I am James Coe. We will see you next week. Everyone have a great week, too. See ya. Peace.